safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. If you want legendary service, if you, you want sweeter discounts, drop under with insurance. See what it's all about. Switch to insurance. Get a quote and save by bundling auto and home with insurance. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the All Things Dave podcast, a podcast dedicated to all those freaks, geeks, losers, goobers, podcasters, and fellow YouTubers. I'm your host, Phantom Dark Dave. Did you see the episode, Who is Josh? Well, I'm going to bring him on the show and let him tell you who he is. What's up, Josh? What's up, man? It's almost, In all fairness, I really don't even know who I am. I was going to so. say, it's weird for me to even call you Josh, because it's usually like, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, it was like, what's up, Vice? What's up, bro? What's what's up, you know? like Everything but Josh? call me Josh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything but Josh. Mm, well, we're going to roll with Josh just for the purpose of this podcast. But nonetheless, man, what's up and how you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. No complaints. Uh, it's a beautiful day out in Tennessee. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Um, not doing too much. Just trying to enjoy what time we have left here before we... Uh, pack up at the end of april and go back to texas for a little bit mm, so but. there it is yeah not necessarily a native from texas but one of my good buddies who was in texas and now is in tennessee but the good news he's coming back so we can go to olive garden again oh dude i love olive garden it's funny you mentioned that Lacey and i went to the olive garden out here recently and it was just god awful mm. and as i was sitting there yeah as i was sitting there eating I was thinking about the last time I went to Olive Garden, which was with you, and I'm like, man, this experience just sucks. Like, <laughs> it, it's just not the same. I gotta there's go back no to Dave. Texas. Yeah, there's no Dave. That's right. I mean, there was a Lacey, but there's no Dave. Or Oof. I mean, I'm just like, Oof. what are we doing here? Okay. Well, first off, who is Lacey? Uh, so Lacey is my wife. She is a travel nurse. That's why we're in Tennessee. Um, so she just takes assignments, um, different states, different hospitals that want her, and we just pack up, move out to a different state for three months, and she works, makes her money, and I stay at home with our kid and slowly lose my sanity over time. And now, join podcast. Hi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Although. Stabilize my sanity. <laughs> so Josh and I go back by, what would you say, five years? Does that feel right? Uh, yeah, was it longer? <sighs> yeah, it was like, uh, like early or no, late 2016. Okay. Uh, early 2017. Okay. So we'll say five or six so, years, but, um, it's, yeah. it, it's really funny because 
Well, I'll tell you, before I even get into how we became buddies, first off, we got to figure out like who you are as a person. So we know right now you're a stay-at-home dad, which is something you always wanted to do anyway, but like what makes you oh, yeah. you? Um, well, I do love playing guitar. That's literally what I wake up and when my child's still asleep, I'm like, "Oh, sweet, I have like 20 minutes so I can go like shred on guitar, listen to music." Um, that's that's like my thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I love paranormal, you know, ghost hunting. You know, I, I've talked with you briefly about it before, but I grew up in a house that had a lot of really crazy activity in it when I was a kid, so I kind of got drawn into that. So mostly, it's just playing guitar, listening to music, um, listening to German podcasts and music and TV shows, and uh, yeah, taking care of my kid. That's pretty much all I do nowadays. Josh, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much hippie shit. Um, you know, <laughs> that's pretty much it, man. And you apparently like drinking drinks while you're podcasting because we can hear everything. So uh, indulge us. What are you having right now? Uh, so I can actually no longer drink alcohol. So I am drinking water. Uh, oh, so just because you can't have alcohol, you're, you're defaulting to water? Oh, totally. Totally. Oh, okay. Well, there it goes. <laughs> But no, it's it's a like I said, it's a nice day out here, but it is a little a little warm for me, so just sipping <laughs> on some water. That's the other thing I've always known about you as a person is where most people are like, Man, I wish it was eighty five degrees and sunny. Uh what do you normally say? Oh, I wish every day was like twenty three degrees <laughs> and snowy, cold, overcast. Like the colder the better. Mm. Okay. Do you which, wanna build a snowman? Is, Oh man, I want to build a snowman. <laughs> you know your daughter's going to get yeah, hooked on actually, frozen, right? Oh god, yes. She's already she, she's already getting to the phase where she sees or hears songs uh, through her cartoons and she'll just run around shouting them, screaming them like, "Oh god." Oh, well maybe you got a little oh, god, musician no. on your it's hands. Coming. Huh? You know, that that'd be really cool, you know. She's like five or six you know and be like hey let's let's sing some megadeth together let's make okay do some pink let's 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 do some pink floyd covers oh. let's not sing frozen okay so level with me if your daughter <laughs> could play any instrument would you prefer it be guitar or are you open-minded to other instruments i mean i'm open-minded to any and uh, yeah any instrument if she were to play one um guitar be i feel like that would be cool and it'd be really easy for me to teach her and we'd have like more bonding with it but obviously if she's like dad i want to play drums i'd be like cool let's fucking do it and i'd go get a drum set mm. and have a little you know, band we, we'd have that'd be sick just have jam sessions hell you know? yeah she you can, can be the next partridge family <laughs> i don't know if i'd go that far with the colorful outfits no brady bunch none of that okay that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I go that far. Well, maybe she could play bass. You know, every get, main guitarist needs bass. You know, you have lead and rhythm. Hey, hey. that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty sick too. I mean, <laughs> bass. Honestly, like bass kind of gets shit on so much. You know, like and to non musicians, like oh yeah, bass just follows the guitar, but it's so it's so complex and there's so much more to it. It's like I I really like bass. I wish I could play it properly. You know, anyone can pick up a bass. You know just follow what the guitar is doing you know it's, it's not hard but to like play properly you know do like some like some billy sheehan or um you know like bass lines that pink floyd did where it's it's very 
what's the word I'm looking for? It's like very rhythmic. Sure. And it's not just it's not just following the guitar. You know, it stands out on its own. If you were to take it away, it's like oh, you know, it's we're missing something. You know, or most, um, you know, like most rock music, um, especially in the early to mid two thousands, you couldn't really tell the bass was there. It was like oh yeah, that that that's the useless guy that gets paid to yeah yeah that's the bass player. Well, you're probably making a lot of people disappointed right now. Uh, probably actually. Let me, let me ask you a question. So, obviously, if someone can play bass, you know, rhythm guitar, things of that nature, and blend mm-hmm. in with most, they're doing a fine job. But at some point, to be a successful bass player, you got to find a way to make yourself stand out from other bass players. And so, when I naturally, and I'm sure that goes with any instrument, when I think about that, uh, you may this. I know you and I have different tastes in music. I like a lot of different music. You like a lot of different music. But a lot of mainstream stuff, you kind of – it depends what it is for you to, to acknowledge it, so to speak. And so I, I may yeah. be putting myself in a corner when I ask you, what do you think of when you think of lead bass players in something like Metallica or Korn? Because growing up, for me, they stood out. So they – obviously, you know, lead bass players like Flea, you know, like – Metallica, um, you know, they obviously have my respect because they they took they took something where, you know, it's been, especially in like rock and, and metal, you know, where the the bass guitar just followed it, you know, they it just followed the guitar. It didn't really stand out on its own. So for them to, you know, basically say, hey, I play bass, but you know, I'm gonna make it stand out. I'm gonna do something different. Like th- those are my favorite type of bass players where you can tell that they're not just following the guitar. They're doing their own unique thing. And it sounds great, and it complements the music. That is, yes. Yes, that's what makes a bass player. And there are bass yes, solos exactly. that I've heard in yes. other jams. Like I, I, Now, Chevelle is not a band that I love, and I even saw them live once, and they got booed off stage. Not to badmouth Chevelle, but that just kind of happened. Chevelle shouldn't play oh, at Ozfest. But man, I, I've heard you know <laughs> Infamous stand out in some of these, whether you like them or not. And it's just like, man, that's kind of a groovy tune. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I do like Chevelle, but I gotta agree with you. They really probably shouldn't have been at Ozfest. Do you prefer the band or the car? Ooh. I mean, it's, you gotta I, say the I, car. I had to choose. I would. I, you gotta choose the, you the have car. To. It's the SS Chevelle. The, the, the SS Chevelle. Oh, you know that what was color? Actually, my. Uh... Oh, dude, it's gotta be. It's it's either gotta be red or black. One of those two colors. Nothing wrong with that, sir. Well, would it be black with red stripes or red with black stripes? Ooh. I feel like it would look better if it was black with red stripes mm. versus where if it was red with black. I don't know. I feel like if you get do feel... the red one with black stripes. You're gonna get more tickets. Yeah, yeah. Black with red stripes is probably the the safer bet. Well, dude, I was watching sure. the news the other day, and something made me uh, think about you, and it was vehicle related. And that's how I'm gonna connect this. You ready? Mm, okay, okay. Hit me. Apparently, they're bringing back, obviously, a newer version mm-hmm. of the hippie mm-hmm. bus, like the VW bus. Oh yes. There's a newer one coming, sir. Sir, I have been signed up on that waiting list since they first announced it a few years ago. Well, because that's what I do is all, you know, I love Volkswagen. And that, that's the thing. I love Volkswagen. My favorite car, like my dream car, is a 67 Volkswagen Beetle. Like that is my dream car. I would have that thing like baby blue. Uh, 
I, I could probably go on all day about this, so I'll just stop there. But yes, that is my favorite car. I love Volkswagen. I'm a big supporter of their cars. And, you know, every now and then it's just like, oh, I'll go to Volkswagen site, you know, kind of build a new dream car and drool over it and go, yeah, that'll never happen. And then a few years ago, I was just scrolling through their site and it's like the new ID buzz, like this new concept. And I, I was just blown away. I was like, holy shit, man, they're doing it. And so it was like, sign up for our, our newsletter or, you know, our, our wait list and we'll notify you when we make progress. And that day I was like, done. And so every now and then I get emails from Volkswagen. And it's like, we're still working on it. I'm like, hurry it the fuck up. I want it already. Yeah, I saw the prototype on the news and I've, you know, it just reminded me of how it's always the classic stuff, man, that never, like it becomes mm-hmm. a classic because of time, but it's never truly outdated because of the standards that it set. So like for me, I, you know, yeah. classic movies and things of that nature. And for you, like classic rock. And then clearly both agree, classic cars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you're right, you know, just you can't kill the classics. Oh, you just can't. By the way, I just got a text message from Ed the Undead. He said, "What's up?" Oh, what's up, Ed? I haven't talked to him in a in a good minute. Well, he's going to hear this episode, so hey. give him a special message. Ed, I love you. I miss you. I'm sorry I haven't kept in touch with you lately, but when I get back around, you know, when I get back Texas in May, we're probably going to be there for a while. So, hit me up, man, or you know what? Better yet, I'll hit you up. And we can all get together and hang out. I think that'd be so cool to have a you know a big kickback like old times. The end. That was amazing. I'm doing one of those silent claps. It's good. Not to be confused with the <laughs> clap. That's different. So. Oh yeah, that, yeah, the clap would be bad. Now, so Vice and I, we used to work together back in the day. This is another time we've always maintained a close personal friendship, um, but. What's really cool, besides the fact that we both just get along naturally, is we have a couple of really big interests that cross over, and one of them involves the paranormal, and the other involves DC Comics. So you should have saw this coming a mile away. And I'm going to touch base on (laughs) both of those. What do you want to talk first, paranormal or DC? Mm, Let's start with DC. Okay, so... I know Josh as being the biggest fan of The Flash that I've ever met. Is that a true statement? (laughs) That is a true statement. That is definitely a true statement. And so when you think about the character The Flash, does this come from movies, TV show, or comic books, or cartoons? Uh, It's really a mix between cartoons and comics, um, TV shows. All I'll say about the Flash TV show is it is a not as good as it once was, but yes, it's all for me. It was always growing up reading the Flash comics, uh, watching like Justice League, and just specifically watching like the episodes with Flash or the ones where it's like the crossover between Flash and Green Lantern. Those are always my favorites for sure. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. I hopped on Google, which is why it took me an extra 10 minutes to be ready, and I found a top 10 DC heroes list. Now, originally, okay. you and I did a podcast way back in the day about top 10 villain or top five favorite villains. Okay, this is a new time. Mm-hmm. So now we were. I want to put out here a list that is promoted on a high website of what they consider the top 10 DC heroes. And I figured once I reveal 10 and what it is, you know, we'll talk about it and then go to nine and so on. And we'll just have ourselves a fun talk of DC heroes. 
I like that. Let, let's do that. All right, we're going to go do 10 to 1. So, number 10, they have Shazam. What do you think about the character Shazam? Mm, I'm going to be real honest with you. I never really... I mean, I still haven't even seen the, you know, the movie or anything. Um, he was just never a, a, a hero, in my opinion, that it, I just never was drawn to him for any reason, you know? Sure. So I really don't have an, an opinion on him. He's just kind of like there for me, you know? Are you telling me you didn't watch the 1970s TV show Shazam? I most certainly did not. <laughs> I did watch a few episodes. You want to know why? Hit me. I did an interview with somebody that was in an episode once. So, yeah, I was oh. like, I'm going to check this show out as a guilty pleasure and to study a little bit. And I got to say, definitely 1970s TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Just Meh. product of his time. Fair enough. Okay. And now I have seen the Shazam movie. It's very enjoyable. The Shazam character obviously used to be known as Captain Marvel, but then there was the whole, like, mm-hmm. I don't know much about the words lawsuit when it comes to why they changed the name, but I'm sure Marvel was probably like, Mm-mm, you can't do that. Probably so. So, so probably. <laughs> you know, the, the acronym Shazam identifies as the gods which give this character the power, and he says Shazam and becomes. I remember knowing a little bit just because of the video games and then cartoons. Now, Shazam didn't appear in many of the comic books for me. Not sure why that happened. It is what it is. But I got to say that now that Shazam's into the spotlight, the stuff that they're doing with the new movies, including with The Rock playing uh, one of Shazam's biggest foes, which is Black Adam, that uh, we're probably going to get a lot more Shazam in the future. But, yeah, that's why it's number 10. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Number nine, Green Arrow. This, mm. this is where you tell me how much you love Green Arrow. Uh, I, I, I really don't have any love for Green Arrow, man. Oops. And yeah, I mean, it, again, I was when I was reading, you know, DC Comics, and when I was watching the cartoons as a kid, you know, he wasn't a character that really stood out to me, you know. I, I got to go over to the Marvel side for just a second. Same thing with Hawkeye. You know, there's the, the show that came out on Disney Plus. And, you know, he was one of the Avengers. But still, it's just like the Archers didn't really do it for me on either Marvel or DC. So, again, Green Arrow, I, I don't have anything too good to say about him, unfortunately. So how do you feel about Robin Hood? Uh, Same problem, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, same same thing. Hmm, even Robin Hood Men in Tights? Hold, hold on. Now, that's a classic. Okay, I'm just checking. You, just making sure Mel Brooks is okay. We, we, we cannot shit on Robin Hood Men in Tights. Tight, tight, or Mel Brooks. tights. We won't. Tights! So, um, obviously, yeah, I mean, Green Arrow, and you got Speedy. Speedy the heroin oh, addict yeah. back in the day. <laughs> Iconic cover. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've just that it, that surprises me a little bit because not that I'm the biggest Green Arrow fan, I definitely don't have problems with Green Arrow. My favorite version of Green Arrow does pull from the Injustice video games, uh, just an iconic voice acting, and, and I like the character that he is, his charisma. But um, didn't Green Arrow have a lot of crossovers with the Flash back in the day? I'm trying to remember because it's it's been so long. Okay. Well, we'll just move on. We'll say yes. I mean, if if, if we're talking about like the 
No, you know, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to okay. go there. Don't go there. It's cool, bro. I don't even need to hear about those DC TV shows with Green Arrow. It's fine. But, hey, if somebody out there's favorite yeah. character is Green Arrow, I'm all about it. So let's move to number eight because it's a character that I like a lot. How do you feel about Aquaman? I love Aquaman. It, it's, that's just a well – in my opinion, it's a well-written character. Um, I'm trying to, trying to think of what I can say on it. Did you see the movie? I mean, yeah, I saw the movie. It was fantastic. Jason Momoa is Aquaman. What can I say? Dude, he is Aquaman. You know, I feel like it's one of those things where his role, or, you know, Jason Momoa played it so well that it's, you know, if they ever make another Aquaman movie or try and go away it from... It comes out this you know, if December, he, if, if by the way, the second one. Well, I mean, well, I mean, like, if he ever steps away from the role for whatever reason, it's going to be so tough to fill those shoes. You know, kind of like... um kind of like Hugh Jackman with Wolverine you know it's just you're just not going to fill those shoes and you're not going to do it easily and you're really going to upset the fan base in my opinion I mean he is Aquaman like you said I agree if they did a different Aquaman they would have to go something tailored towards the Aquaman in the cartoons like the traditional short haired orange shirt like that Aquaman just to differentiate kind of like when they have to change the Joker just to show you that they're trying to be a different version Mm -hmm. of the Joker yeah yeah you know, this is kind of weird, but I remember uh, it was maybe like eight, nine years ago. I was sitting around with uh, one of my buddies one time. <clears throat> you know, we were partaking in uh, the devil's lettuce. We'll say that. And I he had salad. Scooby-Doo on. Salad's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but he he had Scooby-Doo on. And for some reason, every time I'd see Freddy... I always think of the, the old Aquaman. I don't know why. No, that's I mean, very, also, I was very not, close. <laughs> I was not in my right uh, state of mind at that time. But anytime someone talks about like the original Aquaman, it's like all I can see is Freddy from Scooby-Doo just swimming around. And I'm like, I can't get that image out of my head. It's just stuck there for good. Were you so cool with him that you called him Freddy? Because, you know, he wasn't by Fred. Oh, yeah, Fred. I mean, again, wasn't in my right Mm. frame of mind at the time okay all good uh, i know ed the undead and i saw aquaman in theater two times and one of them was in the 3d i saw like an old man we watched it in the 3d but i gotta say man such a trip seeing like the water bubbles around ah and that terrifies me but oh, that's okay yeah i mean water still terrifies me um but speaking of 3d but you're drinking it um well being in water because, you know, just like you, I don't like being in water. I don't like being wet. I'll take a shower. But, you know, I don't want, like, swimming pools. Don't want to be anywhere near it. And that's, like, one of my biggest, like, fears is just being in the ocean. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I would – I don't know how I'd get there. You know, I definitely would not get on a boat. Like, you would have to drag me or, like, Now, are you, are you saying a boat like a, boat. a rowboat? Or you mean, like, even the biggest cruise ship you're out? biggest cruise ship i'm out like just being in a body of water like that regardless of what vessel is carrying me vessel or even worse actually being in the water like that just mm, are you telling me that next summer we're not going in a shark cage is that is that what i'm getting out of this uh yeah yeah definitely not going in a shark cage i agree that would be horrible now i think that (laughs) that also 
appeals to why maybe you and I really like Aquaman is it's like the epitome of our fear, but he conquers it. Like this dude can spend his whole life in the ocean and kind of does later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And like he controls everything that we would be afraid of, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I never thought of it that way, but there's something yeah, there, Josh. I'm just saying. Way. There's a connection, Dave. There is a connection. There. Well, let's uh, let's get out of the ocean. Let's go back up to the sky and let's talk about one of our favorite aliens, Martian Manhunter. He's the green dude. Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, I like Martian Manhunter. You know, I personally, I feel he's a bit. Um, I think he's a bit underrated. You know, absolutely. I, I would, I would definitely put him higher. Maybe like a. I'd probably put him at like a four or five, but. Um. But no, I, I like him, you know, his character in the Justice League cartoons. You know, I didn't read many comics where it had him in it. Um, obviously, in, you know, the cartoons, loved him. I, I loved, I, I mean, I just like Martian Manhunter. I think he's a good character overall. And I really like how with the uh, with the Justice League movie. I knew you were going to say it. The yep. review that they did. Yep. Yes, I love that they put him in there. I was loved like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, that, that was a fantastic fantastic scene for me i got i got like chills watching it i was like ah this is right most of my exposure to martian manhunter was in the cartoons uh back then when they Mm -hmm. did uh, unlimited and everything like that all the justice league tv shows just seems like a real iconic character and if i'm not mistaken didn't he start the justice league when in a martian manhunter thing um if i'm wrong i'll take the beating but i think i'm right because I remember always I, I being pissed really off don't. saying, like, how's he not going to be in it, but he started it, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could be right. I don't know. You know, when I was younger watching it, I was pretty much just watching it, you know, because I was like, superheroes, cool. <laughs> this guy runs really fast. Yay. You know, I, I wasn't, like, too invested in, like, the lore behind it. It was just like, Saturday morning cartoons, Dad, let's go. Yeah, that's okay. But now you're invested in the lore. Yes, yes, as I've gotten older. Okay. Number six, one of my personal favorites, and keeping the green, Green Lantern. But more specifically, uh, Hal Jordan. I was going to ask, is it the Hal Jordan Green Lantern? It has uh, to be. Yeah. It's a top ten list online. They're not going to dive into oh, the oh, other yeah. lanterns. Hal Jordan's not my favorite, yeah. but definitely still cool. Oh, for sure. Um, again, I, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like, he should probably be at like maybe three, maybe even, maybe even, yeah, three or four. I feel like he belongs in there. Um, great, great superhero. Um, great backstory. You know, I, I, there's just not anything bad someone can say about Green Lantern. If they do, well, I won't say that, but no, they, they should I'll not say, say anything the hell about with Green you. Lantern. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, if you don't like Green Lantern, Green Lantern yeah. won't like you. Yeah. And and now, make no mistake, we're not saying that the Ryan Reynolds movie is good and that that is our <laughs> example of Green Lantern. Now, I personally like the movie because it's the only live-action Green Lantern movie we have. So it's just like, hey, yeah. <laughs> something's better than nothing at this point. I'll say it. But, you know, Ryan Reynolds is not the best Green Lantern. And I'm kind of done with the no. Hal Jordan thing. I mean, every iteration of cartoons we watch it's always that version of it it's kind of like when you always get the same bruce wayne story over and you want something different uh-huh. uh, bruce wayne was not the only person yeah. to be batman might have been the best batman but that's another conversation but with uh-huh. green lantern i know my favorite was kyle rayner and 
Kyle Rayner is just, if anybody goes out there and is like, who the hell is Kyle Rayner? Google it. Google Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. You'll see the look. It's a very green and black-esque kind of a, mm-hmm. not like a goth emo, but just a, kind of like a badass. What can I say? It's just, it, I, I like it. And the, the storyline, everything involving with the Green Lantern Corps and the New Guardians and all that stuff is just so badass. I mean, Kyle Rayner, bro, his girlfriend got murdered and stuffed in a refrigerator. That's dark <laughs> shit. Just saying. If I- if I remember correctly, wasn't he even a Red Lantern at one point? He was, yeah. I mean, he even he became uh, Eon, Ion, uh, just, just so yeah. many things. But, I mean, hell, you get into the multiple Lantern story, bro, a lot of people became a Red Lantern, and then a lot of people a Black Lantern. Honestly, the Red Lanterns, they're, they're the coolest in my opinion. Just because they're like, yeah, I'm pissed off. I'm going to, like, spew some, like, lava blood like vomit on you and kill you and they're like yeah we're just gonna do that just let it happen we're angry we're, we're gonna yeah we're, we're gonna use our anger this is your fate so. <laughs> yep that's now, uh what you know what was really cool is the fact that not only did martian manhunter make it into the justice league movie but so did green lantern it wasn't yeah you know there's I mean, just multiple but still i'll take it yeah yeah i mean the fact that they were doing it that they put him in there it was like yes We'll, we'll take it. Heck yeah. I'm happy with it. Also, real quick, I'll apologize if the audio gets weird. My heater just kicked on, and it's cold where we're at, So unlike where Josh is at. So just bear with me if you hear the heater. <laughs> Dude's got to be warm, bro. Anyways, moving on. Number five. Finally, and the only female on this list, but I wouldn't want to mess with her, Wonder Woman. I would not fuck with her. No, bro. She can hold her own against anybody She's- on this list. She is a badass. And, you know, I'm really happy that they've started doing, you know, that the Wonder Woman movies. I'm glad they did them. You know, I know some people were like, eh, 1984, eh, sure, don't really like it. But, you know, the fact they're doing it, it's good. You know, I mean, stop. I don't know. I've always had Try. a problem when people, yeah, well, when people will, uh, you know, hate on a movie because it's like, well, it's not, it's not done like this to the comics part or, you know, it's, it's messed up in this sense or, uh, you know the the origin story was done differently. It's like, man, at least they're introducing the characters. Just enjoy the movie, man. Just True. go enjoy the movie. Sit back. Like that's the whole point of the movie is to make you forget about all the shit that's going on in the world today. Just go enjoy the movie. Have a good time. And if you don't like it, well, cool. You don't have to see it again. But True. I personally enjoyed the Wonder Woman movies. I thought, you know, I think she's a great character. Yep. Love watching Gal Gadot on screen. I was going to say, she does really well as Wonder Woman, so uh, be it whatever storyline you're going to have. Now, personally, I have to admit, I didn't see the uh, 1984 film just because a lot of people did tell me, eh, and I saw the trailer, and I was just like, I'm not so sure. But eventually, I'm going to get a hankering to watch a DC movie I haven't seen yet, and it might might very well be uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I just don't have HBO Max, so I'm just kind of waiting for it to pop up. But the first, you know, 2017, I know, that the HBO Max... Max app does not work on my uh, Roku stick. Every other app does, and only the HBO Max app oh. is sluggish. I was able to get it to work really good one day, but that's neither here nor there. I don't care. Um, try, try it on your Xbox. That, that's where I watch it on, HBO Max through my uh, Xbox. You can honestly tell that I never even thought of that, bro. But I'd have to subscribe <laughs> again, and uh, nah. Just let it be. Fair enough. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Uh, now, did you ever watch Linda Carter, Wonder Woman? You know, old school, 75 TV show? Uh, 
I've seen bits and pieces and clips, but I've never actually sat down and been like, I'm going to watch a full-ass episode. Okay. I you mean, know, it's just been it's a 70s show, so you take it for what it's worth. But Linda Carter, good Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's always had good – even in the cartoons, like sometimes she was voiced by Rosero Dawson. I'm like, good Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you just can't, you, you can't, you can't hate on Wonder Woman. She's just a good character, and everyone that's ever, you know, had a part, played her, her part, or done anything oh. with her, you know, they've just done a really good job. So, okay, in my opinion, but number four, Barry Allen, Flash. Oh yes, finally, right there you go. Yes. Finally, my favorite. You may tell Man. five. Yes, I did it. Um, what to say about the Flash? I love him. You know, he's fast. It's always been like one of my childhood dreams. Like, I wished I could run that fast. Like, that's just so cool. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm gonna run over to Germany real quick because I feel like it. Or I'm gonna run over to England and pick up some some fish and chips because I want to. You know, like that's fish so cool. You just run anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I why mean, not? Why right? not? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Run over Ukraine, um, help a motherfucker out. Shit. Yeah, right? Man, if we had Which, superheroes, I'm just speaking saying. Speaking of that, I know, right? We wouldn't even have this problem. No. But that does remind me. I'll, I have a meme to send you okay. uh, after this call. Not sure I'll love it, um, but you never know. But hey, real quick. So when, when I mentioned The Flash, you notice I'm specific with Barry Allen. So tell some of the mm-hmm. listeners other like renditions of the flash because i don't know if was barry allen the first was he the second what if somebody doesn't know that there's more than one so yeah there's definitely more than one you know you have jay garrett um that's what i was looking for the first one right jay garrett yeah yes so he was technically the first one and if i remember correctly the way they said he got his powers in the comics was through like it was like through osmosis it had something to do with like a water generator oh that that caused uh an explosion that's how he got his powers if i remember right but yeah technically he was the first one he was the one that wore the wore the helmet that looked uh it it was like a a tin silver helmet and it had the white wings on it right yeah yeah kind of looks like a construction helmet kind of but it always made me think of one of the the greek gods Mm, Um, definitely uh, yeah, because c- c- of the wings. Um, but yeah, he was technically the first. But I think, well, obviously it happened. But Barry Allen was just the more popular Flash. I don't know if it was because it was costume. He was younger um, at I, the time the comic was written. He well, was I think it's the same thing as character. like how Jordan being the most popular Green Lantern is. How Jordan wasn't the first; it was Alan Scott. But I think the fact that mm-hmm. the Barry Allen version of the Flash was around the same time as the Hal Jordan Green Lantern. So all these people when they crossed over together and worked together they became kind of the more identifiable versions yeah um but yeah flash he he's my number one you know running fast that's like the coolest thing ever in my opinion i honestly would take his power over flying or being invisible hmm, interesting. because at that point you could run at that point you could run so fast like eh, i don't need to fly i that's can true. just zoom you know, it I, I kills me right that there. the Flash can run so fast and not run into stuff. It's like, can you see it so, when it's a blur? How does that work? So, I I don't think it's something that they put in the comics, but in the TV show, you know, they made it to where he could phase through, um, like, buildings if he needed to. Oh, so it just doesn't like matter. 
yeah, he could phase through it. But, um, I mean, I guess when you're running that fast, you know, everything else around you seems slow. So you have, you have oh, more time to true. process it. That that's and, true. So I think that's why he's like, oh, I'm not just going to go splat into this building. Yeah, because um, you'd be done with men. Oh, yeah. Easily. But hmm. he can always run up the building, too. You know where I fell in love with the Flash character? Where? Flashpoint Paradox. When I saw that animated movie, Ooh. it changed my life. <laughs> it that, showed me just amazing. how badass a DC animated movie could be. Because growing up, I had seen the stuff that was available for kids. But that was the first time I had seen a DC animated movie that applied to you know teenagers and adults because you know there's language issues there's violence but it was also something i could connect to as an adult yeah um i I can't remember my first dc animated movie you know like the the adult one but flashpoint paradox is is great and what i love about it is they stayed so true to how the comic or to how the story was told in the comics there was like maybe one or two slight differences um, but you know, with most of the DC animated movies, um, you know, they're going to change it up one way or another, um, from the way the comics were done. But again, in Flashpoint Paradox, it was so identical to the comic. And that for me, I mean, you know, that's, that for me made it even better in my opinion. And I think the only real difference that sticks out in my mind is, in one, I think it was the comic, uh, they killed Professor Zoom by shooting him in the head. Mm. Or no, they stabbed him with the sword. And in the, the movie, I believe they shot him in the head. So, I mean, that was the only difference was how he died that I can remember. Nothing that you're uh, splitting hairs over. No, no, nothing at all. Nothing crazy like, you know, oh, hey your origin story says that you, you came from a different planet and you know, you landed here and you were raised by these people. And then they're like, Oh, actually uh, you were a government experiment. That That's how you got here. Mm. You know, nothing crazy like that. Not oh. saying that that's been done. I'm just using that as a, a comparison. Right, right, example, right, right. You know, well see, and the biggest thing too, about like when I think of the flash, I think of Jeff Johns who has a lot to do with the Flash TV show mm-hmm. and the reason it exists. But, you know, everything from, like, the New 52 was such a groundbreaking thing for DC. It's just like, they said, you know what, we're going to flip everything. We're going to end all the storylines, you know, all the straightforward detective comics that have been going forever, and let's just do uh, Batman number one, Flash number one, all these things here. And mm-hmm. Jeff Johns doing everything he did for Green Lantern, Aquaman, Flash, Superman, all that stuff. It's just, it's kind of mind-blowing to me that... That the, at one point the Flash was an underrated character, and here we are now on this list. He's number four. Yeah, and you know, you can thank great writers like Jeff Johns, you know, who who did that, who brought him in the spotlight. I mean, there's probably countless other characters for sure, you know that that were brought into the spotlight because of that, you know. That's right. We could talk about ambush so. bug. No, we can't. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I mean, there's also I there's Wally West, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, there's the Wally West uh, Kid Flash, who later in the comics became the Flash. Um, trying to think of some other ones. My mind's a little foggy today, so that's okay. Bear with me, but that's okay. Um, yeah, there was Jay Garrett, Barry Allen, Wally West, and I know there was a female Flash. 
but I cannot remember her name to save my life. Oh, so somebody was like, I'm going to have, let's see here, uh, Green Arrow, shoot this arrow and pierce your eye. Or you just tell me who the female version of the Flash was. You would get pierced in the eye? Oh, yeah. I would not have an eye. I would be dead. Yep. Man, even if they gave you two chances, just, like just... as if I was stalling for you to Google that it was Jesse Chambers and I was just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay, I'll say this. I, I'm trying not to touch my phone or look at it too much because, um, you know, oh. I do have Skype running and I rarely ever use Skype. Like, mm. literally, before before this, I told you I had to go and download it. So it's like this fear that I'm going to actually press something in the call. I think that's I'm gonna a great call. call. Don't do that. Yeah. No point for you. Yeah, I mean, I've had like, I've had like three calls since we've since we've been on this, and I just You're watch like, them. No. Like, uh, I, I don't even want to touch the phone. Just just keep ringing. You're like, I'll get back to I'm you later. sorry, I'm talking DC right now. Doctor, that could possibly save my life. Fuck you. I'm talking mm. comics. That's right. All right, let's uh, let's let's run away from Flash. And this was a very interesting number three. Like, I had an idea, one and two, and I thought they could either go either way. And I was hoping that Flash was kind of number three. But when I saw that this character was number three, I really stopped and thought about it. And I don't agree nor disagree, because there's so many good things to say about Nightwing. Mm. Yeah. So Robin, grown up, becomes Nightwing, leader yeah. of Teen Titans, uh-huh. Batman's protege, and we're talking about obviously the first Robin, who is Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. But uh, you mm-hmm. know, you have Nightwing, black and blue, Nightwing, black and red. Cool either way. Short hair, long hair. What What do you think of Nightwing? Any exposure? So I didn't watch too many of the Batman cartoons growing up. Um, honestly, Robin was never. It's not that he wasn't one of my favorites. He was just one that was kind of always like, oh, he's the sidekick, you know? So right. I never really dove into Nightwing or Robin or any of this stuff. You know, I knew that there were multiple Robins. I knew that a couple of them had been killed or maybe just one of them had been killed. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, for me, Robin was always the sidekick. And so it was always hard for me to really uh, – yeah, it was hard for me to really – But guess, we're not talking Robin. Care. We're talking Nightwing. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Yeah, but it got, but because he was Robin, mm. I don't really. Yeah, I never. Yeah, you know what? Just nothing. I just don't have anything. Yeah, well, I'm I'm kind of blank you, on that. Me, I'm actually really shocked that he became number three, though. Nightwing is a really cool tool that DC uses because it gives like the Batman fans Batman when Batman's not around, but even to mm-hmm. a point where. Like, he has to be Batman when Batman's not around. You know what I mean? Like, even in the comics, he had to cover yeah. for Batman and pretend to be the man in the cow, which was really cool. But Nightwing is a character that, obviously, like we mentioned before, used to be Robin, is all grown up. Mm-hmm. But in the animated stuff, man, a lot of the times was voiced by, like, Neil Patrick Harris, which is freaking phenomenal. So wow, you need to like I, I did that. Not know that. Yeah, and then also I think Sean Mayer, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but uh, the dude from Firefly for all my sci-fi fans out there, the Doctor. But uh, Nightwing's a cool character, man. But really fun to play with. If you like playing as Batman in a fighting game, you'll equally like playing as Nightwing, even if Ed the Undead says so, no. <laughs> Speaking of Batman and touching on that, 
I I've never to touched Batman. Ha- well, me neither. Okay. You'd probably kill me if I did. Um, no, I always liked the uh, the Batman Beyond uh, oh. Batman. That one was always... That's easily Ed the yeah. Undead's favorite. And this podcast ain't talking about Ed's favorite stuff, but man, he's the person <laughs> you need to have a conversation with about Batman uh, Beyond. It's Beyond well, me, bro. Ed, Ed, if you're listening... When I come back to Texas, we could sit down and have an in-depth conversation because that was one of my favorite Batman cartoons as a kid was seeing, you know, old Bruce Wayne, you know, playing Alfred. Terry McGinnis. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And again, these, the names, they're, they're escaping me today. I don't know why. Well, that's not a good day when you're podcasting about it. That is very true. Now, luckily you have to know the top two. So in this... Order number two, Superman. The fuck? What? <laughs> what? I would have thought for sure Batman would have been number two and Superman would have been number one. Not according to this website. Superman's number two. Huh. How do you take someone who is pretty much... OP? You uh-huh. know... Yeah, OP, and put him as number two <laughs> next to someone who's like, yeah, I'm really smart and rich. By the way, I can fight, too. <laughs> um, well, you know, it, it's kind of like, it, it, again, Superman Batman could take it either way. They're, it's both right, <laughs> but it's all about... I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you get people who get the Superman tattoo who may not be huge Superman fans, but it defines who you are as a person. But I'll, I just yeah. feel like... Maybe on a popularity scale, and and, I, and please don't crucify me, listeners. If you're a huge Superman fan, I probably want to talk to you about it. But I, I think more people might be a Batman fan, even though Superman has you know been around longer. And you know, you're probably maybe maybe we're talking about make a point Batman there. movies versus Superman movies. I don't know, bro. Yeah, and and honestly, if we are talking about Batman movies versus Superman movies, yeah. The Batman movies are definitely better, especially here in like the last uh, few years. You know, it, Batman's always been darker, so maybe that's why more people like it. Um, you know, with like the Dark Knight uh, series, for example. Um, sure. You know, it was it was pretty dark. There were a lot of dark themes, so maybe people enjoyed that more. Or maybe maybe that's why they like, like Batman more. Batman villains more than Superman villains. I mean, it just that's what makes it yeah. more. I mean, I mean, I may be speaking for myself here. Okay. I mean. But we still got to talk good about I, Superman. I'm, so, yeah, no, I I do like Superman. You know, it's almost like I prefer to see him at number one. I mean, I do prefer to see him at number one. But I'm I'm trying to come at a come from a place of like an open mind where like okay, I can see why you know someone would want to place Batman at number one. You know, Superman does have that high moral ground of like you know I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to you know I'm I or actually he will hurt you. But he's not going to, you know, make sure you die. Whereas it seems like in some Batman stories, like, eh, if he dies, he dies, you know? Mm, not necessarily. I'm not here to argue, but I'm going to argue that fact. Superman's <laughs> right there with you. His whole thing is don't kill, don't cross the line. That's why he's had so many Robins, yeah, but- bro. Doesn't really work out. True. <laughs> you got Jason Todd um, as Robin. He just wants to exact vengeance on everybody. It's like, no. That's not your role, but that's okay. So, let, let me tell you something. I guess something. I'm thinking of the. Uh, okay, go. So, 
My knowledge on Superman, minimal. I didn't read Superman okay. comics. I didn't necessarily watch Superman cartoons unless he was just involved with the other guys. My biggest exposure to Superman are the movies. And, and I mean all the movies, right? Christopher Reeves, um, and then Superman okay. Returns, and then the Man of Steel stuff there. I think the reason that, like, if I made this list of favorites, why Superman wouldn't be number one to me is the fact that it feels easy that he, he could do everything. But I also am interested to know more about Superman. And one of my good friends, Johnny Staggs, loves Superman, so he'd be the guy I'd go to about it. But I also know that you have done some reading, especially with like that Red Sun series. So it's my lack of knowledge is why I would put Batman at one and Superman number two. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. Which, speaking of Red Sun, Batman, that one was pretty cool. I'll say that. <laughs> if you go. ever, like, if you... If, if you read it or you watched animated, the Batman and Red Sun was pretty cool. Very short uh, role, very small role, but still really cool. Okay. And what about Superman movies? I mean, got some you like, got some oh, you hate, anything? Who's your Superman? I'll, prob I'll probably get a lot of hate for this, nah. but I really like the Man of Steel series, or the Man of Steel, uh, like, Superman movies, you know? Sure. Um, with, with Henry... I mean... To me, he was, you know, to me, he was Superman. I did grow up watching the Chris Reeves, uh, but that was that was more my dad's Superman. You know, sure. I could still, I could still, you know, watch it and respect it. But, you know, even even like the Smallville Superman, you know, it just he did not touch what I feel Henry Cavill did in The Man of Steel. You're a Zack Snyder fan. So, That's totally cool. I, I, I am a Snyder fan. I, I am. Um, but are you a D Snyder yeah. fan? Twisted Sister. Dave, I'm not going to take that. <laughs> I'm just connecting the dots, bro. Sir. Okay. I'm not going to take it. No. All right. I'm not a lead singer. Maybe I should give up. Oh, me neither. Me neither. Well, then let's let's just go ahead. Let's just dive into number one, Batman. I mean. Everybody, even if they don't love comics, they love Batman, bro. Oh yeah, I mean, what, what's what's there to say? Uh, Batman had Batman. cool toys. <laughs> He's rich. He has cool toys. Oh no, no, fight. no! Make no mistake. I don't mean even though that's true. Not not Batman's toys. I mean like toys of Batman. Like growing up playing with. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Going to McDonald's and okay, getting the yeah. Batman stuff. Yes. See, I don't think I was. I don't think I was either born or either old <sighs> enough when McDonald's was doing the Batman toys, sadly. Uh, okay, so there's hey, a little bit of an age difference. You could still go on <laughs> eBay and get some Batman toys, and maybe you should. When your daughter gets a little older, she's going to be a Batman fan, bro. It's just going to happen. Oh, she she's going to be Batman and Flash fan. And if okay. she's not, then I'm getting I'm getting another one. <laughs> well, at least maybe <laughs> against that idea, but okay. Uh, you know, it, it's okay. It's okay. With we'll, the same we'll question I gave you for Superman, who's your Batman? Mm, Christian Bale. Okay, you're a Dark Knight fan. I mean, I'm, I, I am a Dark Knight fan, and again, you know, watching the cartoons, you know, it seemed like, yeah, you know, it just wasn't dark enough, and I've always been attracted to the darker story of things. Or just, you know, it, and that goes with anything in life. I'm just drawn to that darker side, um, and I feel like the Dark Knight series, you know, really kind of 
captured and showed like not only the darker side that Batman could have, you know, to use fear against people, but you know, the personal struggles of Bruce Wayne and what he dealt with as well. Cause I feel like granted I have not gone to see the new Batman movie. So I, I don't know, but I feel like no other movies really showed that side of Bruce Wayne. You know, I feel like it made it more relatable because like, Oh, he's, he's human. You know, he goes through shit too. Right. Um, so <laughs> that's actually yeah, I'm kind of thinking about it. I keep seeing this meme on Instagram and I love it, but it's the scene where uh, in the first Batman movie where Liam Neeson is sitting down, he goes, you're my greatest student. And then it shows, you know, Obi-Wan from Star Wars, with just like this horribly sad face. Like, but I was your greatest student. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it's, it's, it's stupid, but I get it. It's the Flagon Jin thing. I, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, but that's my favorite. What's your favorite, Batman? So, I absolutely love almost every version of Batman. I don't watch stuff for Batman. I watch stuff for Batman villains. But, okay. I mean, I, it'd be easier for me to tell you that George Clooney is my least favorite Batman than tell you who my favorite <laughs> Batman is. It has nothing against George. Um, it's just a silly movie. But uh, I, yeah. I love Adam West, can't be Batman. I love okay. animated Batman, like all animated Batman. And I really love um, Michael Keaton Batman. I mean, you, how can you even dismiss it? <laughs> oh, man. Are you laughing at Michael Keaton Batman? No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. No, never. I mean, Batman, Batman Returns, 89, 90. I know. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and... I could tell you about the new Batman because I actually saw it, but you're gonna have to wait one more episode because yeah. after this comes out, Ed the Undead and I are gonna be reviewing the Batman. Spoilers. So let's know. I really want to go see it. I yeah. really do. It's just so it's so hard for me to break away and find a day when I can just, you know, go be me. But okay. I will see it. I will, and I will talk to you about it when I do. Now. Eventually. Do you have interest in going through the top ten villains, or do you want to get away from DC and go paranormal? Mm, let's go paranormal for now. Okay, we'll save the top ten villains for another episode. Works for me. So, <laughs> when we mention that you like the darker stuff, and, and we talk about you like paranormal stuff, and I mentioned I like paranormal stuff, yours is a lot more... <laughs> of a personal story than mine is mine is just like a, like a taste like I've always liked horror in general where you're not known as a horror guy but when it's like paranormal centric you dig it so tell me what it is that fascinates you about the world of paranormal so it goes back to it actually started when I was about eight years old we had moved from Texas to a small a small town in Louisiana called Mansfield. Uh, my dad took a job out there and you know, the job he took, they had a parsonage house for us to live in. So we moved into this parsonage house and almost immediately, um, weird shit started happening and it was very uncomfortable. So as an eight year old, I didn't really know like <clears throat> what was going on or, you know, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I'd hear footsteps and, so keep in mind, this is an old, old parsonage house in Louisiana. So wood floors, I mean, you walk, 
you know, the floors are going to creak. You're definitely going to hear it. Um, but you could definitely tell what was the footstep and what was just the floor creaking. So as an eight-year-old, I just dismissed it as, oh, it's my parents walking around. You know, it was it was kind of a big house. And where my room was located, it was like there was my room, and there was like the dining room, living room, kitchen, and then my parents was on the opposite side of the house. That's where their room was. So they would have to come my way if they wanted to get like water or a snack or something. So I always just assumed it was that. Well, as I got older, because you know, I lived there for a good while, um, I started realizing, no, it's, it's definitely not my parents. Like they're not getting up in the middle of the night at three, four in the morning walking around. Um, doors being randomly open. So the room that I slept in had two closets and there were some pretty heavy wooden doors. So, you know, I'd close them. There was no need for them to be open. They had my toys in them. So I'd close them. And there'd be times I'd wake up in the middle of the night and the door would be open. And I know my brother didn't do it. I know I know for sure my parents were like, yeah, let's just go open our son's door. Um, so that's, that's what really started. And as, like I said, as I got older, it progressively got worse. And <laughs> I guess you'd say darker. Um, seeing things or seeing shadows, um, hearing things that weren't there. And I guess because I didn't know what it was and no one ever really told me, you know, until, you know, I figured it out for myself. I'm like, Hey mom, dad, I, I keep seeing shadows, you know, what's going on. And that's, you know, when they sat down and told me, Hey, house is kind of fucked up. Sorry. We can't go anywhere else. Uh, um, and that's, that's, Yeah shitty situation like but Josh we're on a fixed of, mortgage I know you don't understand that now but you will when you get older if you live to make it to uh, adulthood if you make it there son you'll understand um, so yeah and that's that's what really first so that's fascinating I, really I know a lot it. of people probably have a similar story but I'm intrigued that these things happen and they didn't scare you away from it where you weren't like scarred by it and you needed to distance yourself. You found it to be more of something that interests you rather than not. Yeah. And I think it was because I didn't know and I, I wanted to know, <clears throat> um, you know, eventually as you know, the last few months that we lived there, um, it did actually start to scare me and well, made, that's got natural. to the point where I would, yeah, but I mean, for most of those years I lived there, it didn't bother me, you know, um, seeing shadows, um, hearing weird stuff, lights being turned on randomly. Um, you know, it, th those things never bothered me, per se. Um, but I remember there'd be times that we'd go out of town and, you know, my dad asked our neighbor, hey, just keep an eye on our house. And his room was located pretty much right across from mine. And there would be times he'd call my dad and say, like, hey, you know, the, the, the light's on in the house. Do you want me to, to go turn it off? And he's like, well, yeah, I don't know why the light's on. Shouldn't be on. So he'd walk over there and he'd turn it off. And every time he would just tell, you know, we'd come back from vacation, he'd tell us, something's not right in there. Something does not feel good. I don't want to go in there again. Right. You know, if the light's on. You know, I'm I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my brother, take one of my friends. Cause, you know, it was one of those things. He was keeping the house and <clears throat> watching after it for us while we were gone. So he wanted to let us know, like, hey, me and someone else went in there. But he, here's why I took someone else in here with me, because the house creeps me the fuck out. And um, the the last thing that 
thing that kind of pushed me over the edge to make me go, okay, this, you know, it was when we were packing up and getting, getting ready to leave, you know, we still maybe had like two, three weeks in the house. Um, but it was midday, not at night. And I was walking, you know, I was walking to my room to go. I don't know what I was doing. I was going to my room and I just got this really bad feeling of dread, you know, one like I'd never had before. And it just felt, I felt really cold. You know, I felt cold in the house before, but this is just like to my bone kind of cold. And so as I'm walking, I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm just going to get to my room. But the shadows that I would see at night, there was almost like this, almost like this translucent smoke that was in my room. And it sounds crazy. I know. And if anyone's listening, you know, it, it sounds made up. I swear it's not. But it was just like this translucent, like fog of smoke in my room. And I just paused and I didn't know what to do. Like I was so scared. Like I, I couldn't turn around, you know, I, I couldn't move forward. I didn't know what to do. And just as quickly as it was there, it just, it went into the backyard. It just disappeared, went through the window in the backyard. I know it sounds crazy. Let me ask you but a question. That's what happened. How old were you when you saw this smoke? So I was 12 mm. when I saw that. Cuz okay. so from there we moved from there we moved to Idaho. So and I was 12 when we moved. So yeah, I was I was 12 years old when uh, I saw that and it just terrified me. But again, from age 8 to to then, you know, nothing bothered me. You know, it was like, "Oh, yeah, I I saw this, you know. Oh, well, if you that had told me that, that you were, you know, 15, 16, and you saw the smoke, I'd have been like, are you sure it wasn't from you? You know, yeah. that'd be some scary shit, too. Sure you, <laughs> sure you weren't uh, under the influence, son? I don't know if you know, if you um, smoke the devil's lettuce, the devil will come for you. I'm just saying. No! <laughs> but, no, that's, a, that's an interesting story, man, because... I mean, I am a movie guy, and so I've always enjoyed films that involve the paranormal, but I don't have many experiences to base it on where I know many times I've talked to you about a certain movie that I've watched, be it, of course, Paranormal Activity, Conjuring, Insidious, uh, anything that has uh, any of that stuff in there. And for you, sometimes it's a, uh, a negative thing because you're like, I like something that's more what i've real. seen something i can call real yeah. versus hollywood yeah and i think you know kind of speaking on the the paranormal activity movie that was on paramount i think that was my problem with it was i was expecting you know like you know them hearing things like evps or heavy footsteps or you know more of what i guess i experienced or you know something more relatable to what i've experienced versus you know Oh hey, we're a we're, we're a Satan worshiping cult. We've got a demon locked up in our well. <laughs> right. Yep. You're gonna no. be you're gonna be the carrier of it. Yeah. So that's why I was like, eh, I mean, it was. I wouldn't have called it a paranormal activity movie. I probably would have named it something different. Um, but again, I feel like it was a good mystery movie. Um, well, on the flip side, so how do you feel about something like Insidious? Um, I think it's a great movie. You know, I. Obviously, you know, I love Insidious. That is my favorite favorite uh, horror franchise out of, like, all of them. You know, Conjuring, really good. Um, but I love Insidious. Um, and I feel like 
I, I feel like there are scenes as silly as this sounds. There's a couple scenes throughout the entire series that almost gave me that that feeling of fear right. that I had as that twelve year old when I walked in the room and just saw that that's that smoke, that shadow. That's the closest thing I felt to actually feeling that fear <clears throat> was watching those movies and just a couple of scenes. And probably because I didn't see it coming. Now I've gone back and rewatched them, and it's like, oh yeah. I remember this. No big deal. But uh, no, when I first saw it, again, that's the closest thing I felt to that day. Have you ever and been ever since then, ghost hunting? Hmm? Um, yes and no. Not <laughs> in the sense like, hey, we're going to lock ourselves in a place all night. Um, but I will say that, you know, stuff follows you. Um on a paranormal level, things can follow you. And I don't think what was in that house, you know, I don't think it let me go necessarily because we had weird stuff happen when we lived in Idaho as well. And at that point I was like, maybe it's just, you know, my imagination. Maybe I'm trying to latch on to certain things, but I feel like whatever was there followed us for a good while. And so there was a time in Idaho when, uh, you know, we were hearing weird stuff. Again, I hadn't seen anything, but I, I would hear, like, again, I'm not crazy, but I would, like, hear people talking that weren't there. I'd hear, like, a voice or a whisper. And, you know, my parents and my brother, they'd hear it, too, but they were just, you know, they kind of blew it off or didn't think too much about it. Um, but, you know, me and my dad, we did send my mom and brother away <clears throat> to a hotel for a night. And me and him, you know, we, we got out the recorders and we were asking questions and, you know, trying to, trying to communicate. <clears throat> we didn't get anything really. Um, but well, this was in like, were you using a Ouija board? Uh, no. Well, no wonder you didn't get definitely. anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those things actually terrify me. Uh, Ouija boards. What about a Ouija board? Uh, in the water? <sighs> you know, there's a movie uh, called Ouija shark, to... right? I'm just saying there is. Are you serious? 100%. <laughs> what? It's on Tubi. That, yep. that, sounds, that sounds like a horror film for me. Like, ooh, Ouija board <laughs> in a body of water? Uh-uh. Next thing you're going to tell me, Josh, is you never heard of Shark Exorcist? We need to talk more often. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about uh, some stuff. Obviously, we do. No, I want to say you've probably mentioned the name Shark Pro- Exorcist probably once or so. twice or, or, or Sharknado or something. But I want to say I've heard the name. Hmm. Yeah. But no, as far as ghost hunting goes, um, we're using really outdated technology. So if we did get anything, we couldn't really hear it, you know, through the static and everything. <clears throat> so um, since you, nothing happened, I got to ask your natural reaction. Were you relieved or disappointed? To be honest, I was a little disappointed. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted I wanted to hear something. I wanted to see something. And I, I didn't. Um, so, I, I mean, I was a little disappointed because I still felt something was there and so did everyone else in the family. They still felt something was there. So to be experiencing it and then to try and get evidence like, Hey, you know, we're actually hearing stuff and then to come 50 handed. Yeah. It's a little disappointing because when you tell people and it's like, Oh cool. Well, do, can you prove it? It's like, 
Right. Well, no. And they're like, okay, okay, buddy. Yeah, you keep talking with them spirits, okay? And they don't really believe you. Is that Tennessee people? So, <laughs> the way, the way you <laughs> uh, that, uh, that was Idaho people. Oh, that's right. Mm, I love French Yeah, fries. no, I... <laughs> no, honestly, the Tennessee people out here, because I am in a smaller town, um, and I'm actually 20 minutes away from the oldest town in Tennessee, which does have some some haunted buildings and you know haunted locations um now i feel like people out here actually they respect it and they believe in it a lot more than because in idaho it was like oh no ghosts don't exist you know you're you're hearing things you have an overactive imagination that's what people told us when we lived in idaho but i feel like for some reason in the south maybe because of its history uh and the like you know civil war and things like that more people are i, I feel like more people will believe it or sure. have had experiences, um, you know, and it's just because I feel like this is the older part of the country where more stuff has happened. Not saying that there's not haunted stuff, you know, out west. I mean, you know, you got California. Hey. They got yep. a lot going on there. Um, lizard so I just people, feel like bro. Everywhere. The lizard people. Hey, man, everything from California, Arizona, Utah. I mean, shit, plenty of – hey, hey, Area 51, bro. I'm just saying. Hey, hey. You know, I almost, when we were in Phoenix, I wanted to take a trip over to Area 51 just to drive up, you know, through the mountains and to the, uh, to the gate. I never did because obviously I always had my daughter with me and it was like, mm. the idea of taking my daughter up to the, the gate of Area 51 does not sound that, like a good idea. That's so crazy that you bring that up because that is a segue to one of my uh, next questions that I have because it's personal for me. Mm-hmm. You know, witnessing this stuff as a kid and, and trying to process what it is and, and what it's not, and then, you know, growing up and, and realizing that you had these experiences, and I have to wonder if it's the same for you. So, like, I, I mentioned I love horror. Like, I love horror mm-hmm. so much. But then when I became a father. Really? You do? Uh, yeah. When I became a father, that kind of was a different step for me. And it's like you want to keep your kids away from the real horrors of the world and everything. Mm-hmm. You mentioned not wanting to take your daughter up to the gate and all that. What about the idea of like – like could you see yourself now wanting to conjure up a spirit in the same house where your daughter sleeps? No. Right. Uh, no, def- definitely not. I mean – and, and that's that's hard because again – with everything that happened as a kid, you know, I've always been drawn to it. Um, and I, I do want to, you know, like go stay at haunted places. I, cause they have a haunted inn, Like I said, in that place, Jonesboro, 20 minutes away and you can go stay there and it's really well documented. But the fear that, you know, something could follow me home. Right. It, it and you know, it's, I, I can't do it. That's the as only much reason. as I want to that I don't do it now as well is because I didn't have the experiences you did growing up, but I was always infatuated with the topic because of movies. And I mean, obviously there's so many different TV shows and then videos that you can watch documentaries on stuff. There's people out there just like you who've had these situations, but maybe uh, on a reoccurrence where maybe they've even had some sort of evidence, right? Rather than uh, word of mouth, mm-hmm. which I do believe you obviously were buds, but Man, it's like you just want to know for yourself. I mean, I, it's like I want to yeah. know, but I don't want to be around a malevolent force either. It's a bitch that you have to choose between the two. Uh, but I definitely yeah. would never, 
invite anything into my home where my kids are and so because of that i always keep those thoughts far away uh, but i have to say man before being a dad it was like let's go stay at a haunted chemical plant see if we can stir some shit up i'm just curious <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i you know if i didn't have a daughter and i had the funds i'd be like hell yeah well before the whole russia ukraine thing i totally would have been like yeah let's go to chernobyl yeah let's just cross into belarus and ukraine let's just let's just go explore chernobyl like I totally would. Maybe done. one day now you can. Like, bro. One one day when she's older, and if it's still there, totally. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a hard thing. So to kind of kind of satisfy, uh, I guess my craving, I'll you know watch like shows like Ghost Adventures or you know try and watch as much paranormal stuff as I can, just to kind of feed that craving. But I don't think I'll ever be able to, unless we buy a house somewhere and it's already got shit going on in which case i would try and get rid of it for my kids um but yeah i don't think i can ever i don't think i can ever go ghost hunting sadly Hmm. that's okay i I got one final question to ask you before i let you go you ready and it's going to combine a handful of things we talked about all right let's say it was just you and you're chilling in a house And you're rocking out on your guitar. Everything is cool. And then out of nowhere, a spirit shows up, a demonic force. But it's not interested in possessing you. It's not interested in causing you harm. He just wants to rock out with you, bro. So this malevolent force picks up a guitar. It's like skull and bones and red fire. (laughs) And he was ready to rock out with you. What song are you going to play? Oh God! Um, okay, I've got two. Okay, I what two? Play black, either Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Um, so that's a pretty creepy song as is. Or Beasley Boss from Tenacious D. You know the one where uh, <laughs> where where Dave Grohl played the devil. Yes, and, yes. And, 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 <laughs> it would be one of those two, and I don't know <laughs> which one I would choose. Um. Okay, two totally different kinds of songs, but both work. Oh yeah, no, totally. Um, See, honestly, I'd probably choose the the Tasty song just okay. just for the fun factor. Part of me was curious if you were going to drop the obvious, but you didn't. <laughs> Which is Van Halen running with the devil. Cricket. Okay, man, you know. I, I, I didn't even think of that song. It's a great song. But. <laughs> I mean, I could just see, you know, you and then the Red Devil, and you guys are rocking out. But it's okay. Now you're going to be uh, doing the soundtrack to Pick a Destiny. Sorry, it is what it is. Tenacious Day for the Wind. It's all good. It's, it's all good, good man. And these conversations are good, man. And I love catching up with you. I'll have to get you back on the show sometime, man. But uh, honest and truth, I appreciate you doing this because this was a short notice thing. We just was like, hey, yeah. man, I want to get you on the show. You're a fan of the show, and uh, it's only right to treat the fans with respect. And so if you're a fan of my show, I want you to be a guest on my show. And so I brought you on here. And I love that we could just sit down and talk about all things paranormal and all things DC on the All Things Dave podcast. Well, I do appreciate it, and I will say, out of all the podcasts you've ever done, I have actually listened to every episode that you put out on this one, and I enjoy it. It's really good. Well, I appreciate that, I really that, enjoy man. what you're doing. I'm going to keep and, doing uh, my thing. Yeah. Do it, man, and uh, 
yeah, hopefully next time I come on, I'll have a little more sleep, uh, and maybe my mind will be a little more uh, more there. Um, yeah, because we didn't even get into sleep paralysis, but that'll just have to wait. Oh god, <laughs> even get to even get sleep again would be nice. <laughs> yeah, when your daughter gets older, you'll get plenty of sleep, man. But thank you so much for coming on the show, Josh. Of course, thank you, Dave. It's the greatest story in sports. Start dropping straight back, hit as he throws, has the ball, and it's a touchdown. I'm Doug Russell, and this is Tales from 1265, an insider's look at football's most storied franchise, a franchise that has had its dynasties. This is the first Super Bowl trophy, and uh, it's something Green Bay can keep. We're going to have a, a new trophy each year. And its rebirths. Every major football decision will be made by Ron Wolf. I realize I'm a Green Bay Packer now, and Maybe I can prove that I am worth the first-round pick next year, but just got to be patient. But I was really impressed with the coaching staff, with the whole organization, and with the direction the team is going. I think that they have a total commitment to winning. Tales from 1265 is presented by Nicolay Law, your local award-winning injury lawyers. If you've been injured, get Nicolay, Wisconsin's winning team of lawyers that will get you back in the game. Tales from 1265 is a production of iHeartRadio Podcasts and is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 